0: Hello and welcome to another episode of It's Eleven, It's Heaven for Jamie Vardy. This episode is sponsored by www.untoldcourage.com, a men's fashion clothing brand that gives 12% of its profits back to mental health charities, saving lives, one garment at a time. Terrors,
1: maybe with the arm, but
2: we continue. Here's Yuri
3: Telemans! It's a stunning goal for Telemans! In from James, here's Mason Mount! Schmeichel again! At full stretch that time! Well, making the run, in behind! Schmeichel can't get there! In off Morgan and Chelsea are level! Chilwell offside, it will not stand! Leicester, the FA
2: Cup winners 2021, it's their day!
0: Welcome to It's Eleven, it's heaven for Jamie Vardy, the Leicester City podcast by Leicester City fans, for Leicester City fans. We're joined tonight by Steve, who has just returned to Aberdeenshire. Hi, Steve. Hi, Mark. How are you doing? Oh, I've had worse weekends. How are you?
2: Oh, I'm pretty good. I'm a bit knackered after all the travelling, but boy, was it worth it. What, what a day. So, I still quite, can't quite believe it, to be honest. I've just been watching the end of the game and the celebrations afterwards just to remind me that it was real.
0: Yeah, it was it was incredible, wasn't it? And obviously, you you were my mum's uh, carer for the day. Yeah, you got that illustrious title. So long journey <laughs> yeah. down from Aberdeen, bit of a stay over and then then drove back today. So a long, long journey. Tom, you've been you were with me every step of the way. We felt every yes, moment, mate. didn't we? How are you?
3: <sighs> Absolutely exhausted, but yeah, as as Steve said, worth every minute uh, going down there. And wow amazing day Brilliant. well you know it, it wasn't the, the best first half but what a result what you know and what it means to us all amazing
0: and we're joined tonight by glenn as well who is, is frequents the beyond the 90 show which is a great great channel And um, you know subscribe to their youtube channel if you if you don't already uh, they get some great content out there but you're over in canada so obviously you weren't at the game yesterday glenn but but how are you feeling uh, I think the same as uh, as the other
1: guys, are uh, drained, absolutely <laughs> drained. Uh, it's, it's been one of those days whereby I, I keep uh, checking uh, Twitter just to make sure it, it actually happened uh, and that as well. And uh, yeah, I'm still here, still, still being emotional even as well. You know, I'm still mm-hmm. uh, a bit teary up at times uh, throughout the day with various things and then... Uh, uh, lots of laughs as well at some of the uh, Chelsea stuff I've been seeing on uh, Twitter and that as well. But uh, oh, it's, yeah, it's almost I'm,
0: half the fun that is, isn't it?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, <laughs> I'm abs- I'm absolutely knackered. Uh, yeah, the yeah. wife woke me up at two in the morning uh, on the uh, on the settee down uh, down in the basement where
0: I'd been watching the game, and uh, I was like, "Come on, time to get to bed." So you've, <laughs> you've got a, you're sort of sent to the basement are you, to watch football. Is that because it's soundproof or? Well,
1: we've got we've got a, uh, a rec room down here with a big TV and stuff like that. So uh, it's where where I am now, and it's about the only place in the house where I can get my uh, uh, my city memorabilia up, you know. So, but uh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got a picture. of, Obviously, we're we're podcasting. We've got a picture of Steve Walsh. I think it is Matty Piper's farewell score, isn't it? That's behind you. It is yeah, yeah. there as well. Obviously, our listeners are going to go. All right, he's in Canada. You know, some of our listeners are from Canada. You're not very Canadian. What's your story? No. <laughs> No, I was uh, I was born in Leicester, uh,
1: born at the Bond Street Hospital there uh, back in 1970, and uh, I uh, I met my uh, wife while I was in the uh, military, uh, posted in uh, Canada, I was at uh, Goose Bay uh, for a few years uh, back in the uh, 90s, and uh, I met her there, and then um, we uh, we did a bit of a long distance thing, and uh, and said if that works, then uh, you know, we'll see how it goes, and then we we got married and uh, then she followed me around in the military for another 14 years and then um it was always the plan then that we were going to move back to canada once mm. i'd finished uh, uh with the uh, with the military and that's what we did we came back uh, over here in 2010 and uh and then i've lived in uh, st johns newfoundland uh since then so uh yeah i don't get back that often but uh my the last game i was at, i came back uh and i was at the Luton Cup game, uh, Luton away. Uh, hey, cup game. George I, Justin,
0: I was that the one he scored yeah. in? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. And uh, and then at the same trip, I did. Uh, um, I think that was the same trip that we had uh, Spurs, Spurs at home with a Madison winner. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And I was at I was at that as well. I was at Old Trafford as well when we uh, uh, lost. I actually, flew in the day of the Old Trafford game mm. and missed the first half because of the, uh, forgetting about how bad the UK traffic is, you know.
0: <laughs> Especially up around Manchester, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Steve, uh, well, how do we even begin to put into words the feeling of being FA Cup winners? Because, you know, if you're from, let's say, a big club, a traditional big six club, they're going to go, oh, it's a bit of a small-time man- mentality, isn't it, that these fans are getting choked up like this over, over winning the FA Cup when we do it every few years. It means so much, so, doesn't it? It
2: does. It's always been a special thing for people in Leicester. I think the FA Cup. Um, it, it's strange, isn't it? I mean, I, I, Martin O'Neill era, um, uh, we'd won one League Cup, Cup obviously, in the 60s. And when we won two under Martin and, and got a few top 10 finishes, you think that was as good as it was going to get for Leicester. Mm. Um, having seen the McClintock era and, you know, League One and everything else, you think it, it can't get better than that. And it has done. And it's still getting better. We're still building. Um, and But you still think we're not going to do it, are we? We've lost four finals. But, you know, I said to you, I think we're going to sneak it. I just had a feeling we were going to mm. do it. But I still can't quite believe that we've actually done it. 135 years, is it? We've never won it. 137, uh, yeah.
0: 137, is it? Yeah, yeah. 1884, of course it is, yeah. Yeah, come on, do the maths. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, you, you're right in what you're saying there Tom, it almost made sense didn't it, that when that goal went in in the 89th minute it just felt predictable that that was how yeah. it was going to go, yeah. uh, it felt very Leicester City like, how, how was your day yesterday, I know, you, you know we obviously spent a lot of time together but on reflection how are you, how are you, you know looking back at it already
3: um, <clears throat> the thing that sticks out well other than obviously the win and the absolutely stunning goal um, the atmosphere among the fans actually going down there and spending time outside uh, outside Wembley before the match the atmosphere was amazing it was like everyone was your best mate out there and um, yeah I just think our fans are incredible really like the amount of conversations that, that we had with random people or people that you've met through through doing the podcast and, and stuff you no. know Um yeah, just the atmosphere beforehand was great. Also, in the ground, we were in there, you know, chatting to people all around us, you know. Um, after after the match, when we're sort of collecting the trophy and stuff, but yeah, just incredible. I think, like with these these trophies that we that we sort of have a stab at, um, I usually don't get too invested in them in the early stages. And I know, you know, we we tend not to. Well, we tend not to get to this point. And um, often at those home games for the Cup, you go to the match um, and the atmosphere is just not the same as, as it is in the King Power. But obviously being there at Wembley yesterday, after not being at a football match for a year, unbelievable. Yeah. Absolutely unbelievable. And, and the sound coming from our crowd, it felt like being at the King Power.
0: Did it translate on telly yesterday, Glenn? The the sound that was coming from because it was it was deafening. Six thousand felt like sixty six thousand. Yeah, it was. Uh,
1: it seemed like you, you couldn't hear Chelsea, to be honest, and uh, and it, it seemed as if the fact that uh, some of those extra uh, tickets that were for the uh, you know the local Brent people and that uh, managed to find their way into the Leicester hands because it seemed like there was probably ten thousand or more. You know, if you looked at. Uh, the fact of uh, you know it should have been evenly split with the crowd. That the Leicester fans were noise and it really did come across. And then uh, I've been looking back probably a dozen times now. There's a clip going around of Uri's goal, uh, with without any commentary on. Uh, it, it's amazing. It's I mean I've been saying it for so long. The fact that. Getting the crowd back into the stadiums is so important, just for the whole game. And uh, because I've been, you know, you listen to or you watch old clips of, of whatever, and one of the first things that comes to me is like, oh god, I just missed the sound of the uh, of the crowd and that. And you could just see, like Vardy was just buzzy when he got mm, out yeah. there, and 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 he could, you know, we all know that he uh, he just takes it from the crowd and that as well. But yeah, it certainly came
0: across on the TV as well. It was awesome. What was your setup over there yesterday? Because I think you're, what, you're like three and a half hours behind us, four hours behind us? I, yeah, I'm three and a half hours. Yeah. So you didn't have as long to wait as, as we did in your day yesterday because five o'clock seemed to take a, a long, long time to come round. But, you know, what did your day look like? Uh, well, I started off,
1: I got up in the morning and I actually had, um, I, my uh, my grandfather passed away last year and I had some of his uh, ashes that I'd uh, uh, kept and, and didn't really know what I was going to do with them. And, uh, and then eventually where I, I picked a spot that's uh, out here that, that looks across uh, out of the ocean, uh, right across towards uh, Cape Spear and beyond. And Cape Spear's the most east, uh, eastern point in North America. So it looks right out across towards the UK. And my, my grandfather was one that got me into uh, going to the football with my mother And uh, back in the uh, sort of like early, mid-70s. And uh, he was uh, he was with me and my uh, mum when um, in the H2 semifinal. Mm. And uh, and then once we got to the quarters this year, I said, right, that's it. I said, I know what I'm going to do. I know where I'm going to go. It's going to be cup final day and I'm going to go and put his ashes down at this point uh, uh, on that morning. So I got up, I went, I took uh, my Leicester City uh, um, pint glass with me and a can of beer. Uh, which I got that, got that from after the 94 uh, playoffs and uh, and then uh, sat down there, uh, put his ashes down and uh, had a drink and uh, turned around and, and came back. And that was the start of my day. And then it was sort of like then just, oh, and as I turned, it was grey day that, uh, that day uh, in the morning. And uh, as I turned around, the sun just came out. Uh, just for like uh, briefly just for like a minute and uh, I remember turning back around and looking at the rock where uh, where we put the ashes and I was like this is it we're going to do it today and uh and then I was just a bag of nerves the rest of the day absolute bag of nerves
0: it's hard isn't it when you feel feel that inside sometimes the torture that you put you through they put you through it's like you know is is this going to be worth it in the end but of course yesterday it it was and it was in some style but in terms of the day itself for for us you know Wembley's a different place now Tom isn't it you know I remember going there in the 90s uh, and it was it was run down It was like but you could have been anywhere yesterday you could have been in Copenhagen or uh, or
3: Seville it was stunning yeah 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 uh, you know shame that we couldn't get ourselves uh, into a beer garden but i well, I've saying that actually was it because <laughs> you no, know the brilliant. crowds that we were around were brilliant weren't they yeah
0: so you know obviously there's no pubs down there so th- the first point you've you've got a lot of people going. What are we going to do? And the weather was terrible all the way down. It was raining, and then it stopped. Yeah. Uh, and there was this plaza, wasn't there, where a, a lot of the Leicester fans congregated, mainly because there was three off licences around it, <laughs> <laughs> which which as a fan base we stripped uh, quite quickly, I think. And we, we just had a brilliant time out there. And you know what you were saying earlier about the chants coming back. As soon as that first chant came, everyone was going for it. Weren't yeah, they? it was. It was something quite special there. Steve, you came down a little bit later, had a, a drink. What did you make of the pre-match atmosphere? Oh,
2: it was great. And I was trying not to be nervous. I thought, I'm normally very nervous when City are playing a big game. And I thought, I just want to enjoy the day. And I, and, I, and and despite your mother, I thought, <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd do my best to enjoy the day. And, and so I didn't feel that nervous. I was just soaking it all in. It was great, wasn't it? I mean, even you, even you started a couple of chance, Mark.
0: So uh, I tried. Yeah, that, that was the uh, <laughs> yeah. that, that was the beer but, talking. That was no, but,
2: it was good. It was great. I um, mean, and as you said, I just didn't recognise the place. It looked completely different, didn't it?
0: Yeah, I didn't
2: even recognise it from the community. Uh, no, two five years ago, whenever it was, four years ago,
0: wasn't it? Yeah, that's because we yeah. had a few beers that day. Though I think we were, on yeah, the, we were on the other side of the ground that day as well. We, we all, were, yeah,
2: tri- we were. Tri- tri-
0: for any of the any of our listeners wanting to know which one uh, my mum is, we posted a video earlier about our day of yesterday. And if you really want to know, she's the one that predicted a cheery three-one Chelsea win in the <laughs> the video that we posted there. And then I'd go out me going, "Oh, I do not know you were filming me." Like well, that made any difference? <laughs> um, let's go into the game, guys, shall we? You know, kicks off, doesn't it? You're in there actually before, and you're hearing the uh, the the abide with me going, it starts to feel a little bit more real at, at that point. Yeah. What did you think when you're watching that on TV, Glenn? Oh, that, that
1: gets me going at the best of times anyway. And uh, so now watching it with uh, knowing that, you know, we're, we're not far off from kickoff and things like that. Yeah. Then it starts getting a, a bit, a uh, bit choky and a bit teary and, uh, and that at, at that point. And, uh, and then it just carried on from there. I mean, I, a lot of times I'm taking notes on that during games, uh, you know, if I'm doing anything for uh, beyond the 90 and that, and, uh, and I am and I knew, we were going to do an after game uh, show live uh, that and I knew that was happening. There's no way I was going to sit down and take notes. I spent yeah. most of the, most of the day just stood up uh, pacing. Uh, there's a couple of videos that my daughter had taken of me celebrating the goal and then the, the final whistle and that as well. And uh, it's, yeah, just emotion throughout the, the whole day. But that's, uh, Yeah, the Abide With Me was, uh, and and then the the National Anthem, and
0: uh, yeah. Because there uh, was just these moments where it kept coming back to you, and you were like, this is so strange. There's Abide With Me, there's the National Anthem, and there's Prince William. Steve, you were quite close to him as well, where you were sitting. Yeah. You you were in the posh seats, weren't you?
2: Yeah, what a posh piece of concrete anyway, so yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Did, yeah was, it,
0: was there not a seat there for you i know you wanted to say no one. no
2: yeah there was two seats and a, and a space for the old uh mobility scooter. so yeah we didn't get the bags though so i had to ask the steward to get us some bags from somewhere else but i think there was a couple of bags in another area of the disabled area and i just think they put us on the wrong seats where no one was going to be there so
0: there were no bags so the, so the bags were good. the bags were from the owners weren't they just to, yeah. to clarify that and inside they had uh, another great gesture in it just like
3: yeah fantastic. Uh, the yeah, whole really ownership.
0: Nice i can't i can't really even talk about top today without feeling this like so warm inside but inside there was a a jester hat which worked for us because we're a bunch of clowns all the time Um, (laughs) (laughs) there was a scarf there was a pin badge there was an old style rosette there were some face paints and my daughter has made great use of today on a face (laughs) and not and not on top yeah yeah a message from top it was absolutely fantastic so you stole them from somewhere else did you (laughs)
2: yeah well there was no one sitting there so that it probably should have been our seats but we got sent to the wrong place i think and it was not where we were but nobody nobody sat there so we didn't say i thought someone had stolen our bags you know what it's like people go around collecting extra ones to sell them on ebay or something Mm. you know um so i thought somebody had done that but actually i think we were just put in the wrong seats yeah so the stewards got us the two no one sat there so we just had the two where no one was sitting yeah and um no it was great fantastic um all a little bit surreal Mm. in many ways and you know um uh, we could see it in the crowd as well you know just people couldn't quite believe it It as the game wore on even more so
0: it was a tentative game wasn't it Glenn you know that first 20 minutes it felt like we were trying to work each other out and Chelsea had the initiative to start with what what were your experience at that time did you think just try and hold on another ten, work your way into
1: the game I think it was like that throughout the first half to be honest I mean when when they walked out I thought they looked very pretty confident actually uh, I thought Schmeichel looked really calm yeah. and that and I, and I thought they looked really good as they were coming out then when the game started uh yeah it was a little bit uh, nervy I think I think they were a bit like you said you know trying to work each other out on that and then as it as it got further and further in I was getting more to the point of uh, let's just go in at, at half time nil nil and yeah. uh, and then play play it from there and um and it's difficult to know when you when you're that uh engrossed in it as a fan it's difficult to re- even really realize whether it's a good game or not mm. you know you, it, it's just yeah. you know I was so nervous about it and all that and then I've got to just hold on to our time, hold on to half time, yeah. and anything can happen you know but uh yeah so I, I don't really know what I mean people have been texting me uh you know because with my uh, military background loads of mates of mine that are fans of all sorts of different clubs. They were all texting me and messaging me and that afterwards, you know, well done, all that. And it was a great game and that. But I didn't find, I didn't think the first half was that great, but they were saying it was yeah. a great game. So,
0: yeah. Right. Tom, it, it felt like we just need to stay in it, didn't we? You know, the, the, there was chances. I think they had an yeah. effort just before Johnny Evans went off injured, which we'll come to in a second, where yeah. um, Werner took it off of uh, Azpilicueta's head. That was probably about as close as they got.
3: Yeah, that, that, Look really dangerous to be honest and our our defending didn't look great on that one but um, yeah as, as as Glenn's just said then you know going in at nil nil at half time really gave us that you know you you're kind of walking back into the concourse and you're thinking still the shot there isn't there um, mm. there was that kind of feeling of I just I just want a good game I, I want to see us score a goal because I want to celebrate it's been a year <laughs> since I've been and celebrated a goal line
0: That was a um, big release wasn't
3: it Yeah and there's always that worry of playing a, a team like Chelsea and if they go two goals ahead we're having a hard time then you know especially when we've we've got players like Barnes out at the moment mm. um, So yeah it was it was great to to get to that point at 0-0 to be honest
0: yeah, and before that, obviously it was it was bad news for us when we see Johnny Evans go down injured, Steve. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it was our worst fears, really, wasn't it? He was patched mm-hmm. up. Yeah, we spoke about it on our last show. What do we do to get him out there? They did everything they could, and his body just couldn't hold up to it. Could it?
2: No, I would think that's his last appearance of the season now. Um, yeah. uh But unlike Newcastle, there was no panic, was there? From, um. Kags or Little Wares or Timmy, you know, they're, they're, you know, you were straight away thinking, oh, it's, it could all go pear shaped now, but actually, we didn't really miss him when he when he went off, which was a credit to them because they seemed to have learned from what happened in the Newcastle game mm-hmm. uh, where they yeah. they just fell apart, and and they kept the concentration and Kags looked a little bit shaky at the start, I thought, but he grew yeah. into the game and Little Wares was amazing. Timothy went and did his bit. Castagna did his bit, you know, quietly and efficiently as, as usual. So, to be honest, other than that chance you talked about, Chelsea didn't really trouble us. And, you know, you always worry when they keep getting corners, but we seem to be defending them a lot better now, other than that one chance. I mean, yeah, you know, Michael wasn't really tested, was he, until at the end of the second half.
1: So. But they must have worked on that, though, because, of course, um, when, when Evans went off uh, before they wouldn't have been planning for that. So then it was the back three that went in. It was like, yeah. oh my God, and yeah. he didn't play that well. But after that, there was always a chance that if he played yesterday, that it was going to happen, that he was going to come off injured. Yeah. So they would yeah. have been working on it a lot. And it showed that they must have worked yeah. on it because yeah, you're right, they were immense. The, yeah. but
0: Wesley Fofana, how was he only 20? Is he 19 or is he 20 now? 20. How was how he, he just 20? Because know. You know, the way that he reads the game, it's like... It's like he's Johnny Evans' age and with his experience. I thought he was sensational yesterday. I know that the, the media gave Yuri Tilleman the man of the match, probably quite rightly, for one of the best FA Cup final goals that yeah. have ever been scored. Agreed. But Wes Fafana? I mean, he's keeping hundreds of millions of pounds worth of talent at bay. He? he was fantastic, wasn't he, Glenn.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, he had, and he had some crunching tackles at the beginning. You thinking that was the one thing that you thought that his nerves were gone. He was fine. Um, and then you had, uh, I know not as the back three, but you had Luke Thomas on the uh, uh, the other side. Had a, a great first half. Yeah. and uh, he he was the the standout in the first half, uh, that's for sure. So that, it, that I suppose if it was going to settle me in any way, there was that knowing that uh, that Wes was was playing well in the middle, and uh, and then uh, and you had uh, Luke on the on the, the left side there doing pretty yeah. good as well. Yeah,
2: and, yeah. And Luke's and, had think, some dodgy moments, Anti Glenn? but he looked really really solid. And I'm, I'm guessing he he'd have an assist for the Tielemans goal as well. He put yeah the... yeah
1: definitely. And I I thought that because of course. Watched it maybe
2: three, four hundred 100. times today,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and that was one thing I would said as well. Yeah, that it, it's like great. You know the the kid uh, from uh, was it Syston, is he? I think he's yeah. from, yeah. and uh, getting an assist
0: in, uh, in an FA Cup final, unbelievable. Mm. Yeah. It's written, isn't it, when it's like that? it's uh, But, you know, with Luke Thomas as well, he is going to make mistakes. He's He's been thrown in, hasn't he? He's not gone out and learned his, his trade anywhere as such. He got thrown in last season and he was first choice to start in an FA Cup final. Yeah. So he must have had a real shot in the arm from that in the first place. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, um, and I think it's one of these things where
1: over the last few weeks we've been saying we've got to trust in Brendan on the, the team that he picks because it's not been easy the last few weeks uh with especially with Evans and his injury uh and that as well. And it's like, you know, uh, Ricardo uh, not being on top form since coming back from uh, his injury uh and it's you know are we are we gonna have uh, I didn't. I didn't think they'd put uh, Thomas in. I, I thought it would be a bit risky for uh, for the kid as such. You know, bringing in bringing him in so young uh, into a game like that. Jeez, mm-hmm. how wrong was I? And I'm glad I was wrong as well. I always say, I said I'd, I'd like to be proved wrong with the fact what if I'm thinking they're going to drop this or uh, they're going to leave somebody out for that. Great, come back prove me wrong, and I'm so glad he did because uh, yeah.
2: You wouldn't, yeah. It, well, either. I think it was a brave decision to leave Ricardo and uh, Madison out, but the right yeah. decision, yeah. I know he was trying to get them match fit so they could play a part in the cup final in the last few games, a vital part. But to be honest, neither of them have been up to it. I don't think matters did much when he came on, really. Um, so a brave decision, I think, to go with Perez and and Thomas, but the right decision so well he, he had a change of heart obviously he thought they weren't going to have enough impact on the game before you know there was a balance of what do you get now versus what do you get by having a fit ricardo and and uh, madison at the end and i think he, he took the pragmatic decision so it was a brave decision from rogers i think to go that way
1: well plus i think as well i think you'd have probably maybe only you've only have ever got an hour out of madison anyway i yeah. don't know about Pereira, and if uh, if there was that risk of evans which there obviously was yeah. then he didn't want to put too many people in there where it's like well hang on i'm probably gonna to have to sub evans at some point anyway yeah. and then if i'd risk having to put Madders in and, and sub him later then i'm you know mm. running out of substitutions then so that, that may have had a bearing on it as well but yeah mm. right decision
0: He's got a big future there, Luke Thomas, hasn't he? You know, I was talking yeah. to Tom on the coach on the way back yesterday about the way that he is on the ball. And I, I, I personally really like the, the blood, sweat, and tears element of him. He's no nonsense, and he, I've, I've seen him described as a has having a Nigel Pearson haircut. Uh, no nonsense, <laughs> straight straight to the point. Um, and he just gets on with it. He's not one of these flashy Avengers squad uh, lads, is he, with the, the Madisons, Grealishes and Chilwells of this world. He's uh, he's a bit of a rarity in this day and age. Time. Yeah,
3: he's there to do the job, really, isn't he? And we, we were speaking about him um, as we were walking to the to the KP yesterday before the match. And we, we were saying, you know, do you put Thomas in at left back, you know, from, from the off? And we were kind of, you know, considering... You, you know, do you do you put Castagna on the left? But then you know, he's he's not been so great there. And Ricardo, since he's come back, he's he's been an absolute shadow of his former self, which is really disappointing for me because when when he came into the team and started doing really well, it, it absolutely blew me away. But um as as you guys have said, you know Rogers making these decisions, that they're not easy ones and, and I think if if we'd have gone into half-time at, say, 2-0 down, people would have been saying, well, why haven't you started Madison? Yeah. Well, why haven't you started Ricardo?" But he takes the show though, he knows he? what he's doing.
0: He takes mm-hmm. that. You know, it's not just about the decision of who plays, it's the way he handles that as well, yeah. Rogers. Yeah. the conversations that will go to that play. Listen, yeah. we've spent a half an hour talking and we haven't discussed <laughs> goal of the century. Close the, close the voting for the Puskas <laughs> Award this year. So, I'll come to you first, Glenn. Like, Yuri Tillemans picks the ball up after a, a bit of good fortune after Perez sort of intercepts it. And It's not a ball, though, is it? And, and he strides forward and just describe to me what happens next because I can barely remember. <laughs> I, I mean, I, at first when I, wa- I watched it, I,
1: um, once he got that ball in the centre... It was like, he's going to line up to shoot. Uh, I, I knew he was, there wasn't really that much, uh, any other options on, to be honest. And it just opened up for him and uh, and he banged it. And when you listen back to the uh, uh, to the goal without the commentary, you can actually hear the crowd go, shoot, just before. <laughs> there is that, just that little bit. And uh, I, to be honest, I don't think there's going to be many keepers who are going to stop that. No. Um, you know, that to be honest, but uh, I, I did see an interview, uh, a, a discussion with some uh Chelsea fans uh, afterwards saying that the wish, wish Mendy was in because he's taller, he would have got that. It's like, no, 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 he wouldn't, he wouldn't no. have got that at no, all. No chance. But uh, and I, I, I was celebrating like a lunatic here, nearly ran through my TV and uh, <laughs> but then stopped because I, I stopped straight away and I saw the uh, they were doing the replay, and then I was like, oh my god, it was handball. I was convinced it was handball just from the quick replay that I saw. Yeah. And uh, and I'm stood there with my uh, head in my hands and all that. And then uh, and then nothing came of it sort of thing. But what I read, I did read afterwards that uh, it wouldn't have mattered because it wasn't um, a handball from that then led to an immediate. Yeah, kill. that's right. And, yeah. Uh, so it, it wouldn't have even have been reviewed. Right. Uh, yeah. And then even for the fact then, even if it was, I think the fact that it hit his knee first, then his hand, then they probably. I, I don't know if they'd have called it anyway. Yeah,
0: but no. who that's cares? That, it doesn't matter. That's interesting because in the in the ground, Steve. I don't know about yourself, but that never even crossed our mind. I don't. I don't remember. I don't remember the Chelsea players arguing with the referee. So I'm going to run no. you through. Run you through what happened. can't take his hand head.
2: up and stuff like that. They started appealing straight away, and I didn't see that. Yeah. All I could see was him striding forward, and I kept thinking, "They're backing off. They're backing off. Hit it." And then it was in the back of the net. Yeah, And people have said it was like a Bobby Charlton strike. The, the ball hardly moved and it started low and just rose and rose and yeah, rose. Yeah, it did, yeah. Top corner, arrow straight. Yeah. yeah. And, and it was even, uh, it, it, it was almost like he passed it in, but like a rocket, it was, it was like a Bobby Charlton old shot, you know. Yeah. It was unbelievable. I couldn't believe it when it hit the back of the net, you know. Um, I thought, he's going in. And then it hit the back of the net and it was like, Oh, that was unbelievable. I'm,
1: unbelievable. I'm glad you said. I'm glad you said, Mark, that um, you didn't take VAR into consideration, mm. and because so you just celebrated it as normal and went absolutely yeah. nuts. Yeah. So yeah. it's. Yeah. It, I suppose it spoiled it a little bit for me, whereas I had that three, four seconds of absolute elation to then be like, "Oh my god, no, it's going to be taken away." The flip side.
0: Yeah. The flip side of that is that when we thought we'd conceded the equaliser, we had no oh, idea yeah. that yeah, that, that, that well, was yeah. it for, Yeah. yeah. But Until like, it said Varchek on the screen. I had no idea. Yeah, no. We'll co- we'll come back to that. But my recollection, Tom, in, in our end where we were was that I remember saying hit it. And then right, saying he yeah. has. And then all of a sudden <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden the ball's hit the net and there's arms everywhere. And I need to I need to really go on record and apologise to the lady that was sat next to us in row 42 because <laughs> She she was a lovely lady. She was, you know, keeping a social distance and, you know, behaving herself. And I just went wild. I sunk to my knees when the ball hit the floor and then picked her up and spun around. Um, and then really quickly realised that maybe she wasn't all that comfortable with that. Um, and, and she t- <laughs> late, later told me she hasn't had a hook from anyone in over a year. So uh, if you're listening and i told the name of the podcast, I really do apologise for, for that. But, you know, everyone was going mad, weren't they, time, Everyone was hugging everyone. And how can you maintain social distance at that, that point?
3: Well, it, yeah, it, it had to go out the window, really, didn't it? But... <sighs> I mean I, you and i we, we spoke about this, and you said as soon as he's hit that, you know it's going in, yeah, as soon as he hit it for me, I knew he was going to hit it like all all the space was there, and it it just seemed right to do it um but I thought it was going over and wide as soon as soon as he hit that, mm-hmm. and then you know you you just see the net just absolutely bulge back. I've never known anything like it, like. Our That's crowd was unbelievable. I was running up and down the aisle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had yeah, no one so to then. hug, Tom, because Barbara decided to go to the toilet. No and She way. said before
2: she left, she said, oh, there'll probably be a goal while I've gone. I think we had three corners. And after we didn't score from the corners, I think, oh, she's probably going to be wrong. And then Yuri put one in and she came, she came out about two minutes after that.
0: You know,
2: oh no, you know, the
0: Stewart told me. Have you seen that clip? Yeah, Dennis Pratt missed it as well, didn't he, Glenn? He's yeah. trying, trying to say that my mum and Dennis Pratt were meeting up and <laughs> you said that, not me. <laughs> if you knew my mum, you knew would the, know there's a chance. Uh, but, but yeah, at that point, you know, we're in front and it, it 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 just felt like there was too long in the game left, didn't it? But
3: there I was think, a lot of time, a lot of time to wait.
0: Yeah, about yeah. seven seven hours it felt like. Yeah. And it yeah. went really slowly. You know, we've got again a, a young guy sat behind us, who's probably about 20 with his dad, and we've both got our hands on our heads like that. Not <laughs> believing not believing what's what's going on. And then uh, I think the first chance that Chelsea had was a, a Ben Chilwell header, Steve, that yeah, Caspershire It was a great save that was, wasn't
2: it? Yeah, I couldn't see who headed it from where I was. Um it, it, it looked like a, a really good save, not like the second save to me, but it looks better on the TV, on the replays, I think, because it, it it seemed like he should have saved that. But when I watched it back on the TV, I think it was harder save than I thought it was live
3: in the yeah. ground, to be honest.
2: Yeah. Um, it was just sneaking was, in, wasn't it? Yeah, just sneaking in. I mean, he just basically tipped it onto the post, didn't he, really?
0: Yeah. yeah. But something I meant to ask there about the goal, Glenn, um, I'm going to go back to it just for a second. You talk about iconic FA Cup final course. Can you think of any better than Tillemans? I I was trying to think of that yesterday, actually. And and
1: I thought it might have been just me with my um, blue or maroon tinted glasses. Uh, But uh, I I couldn't think of anything. uh, And not a better one like that. And I think think the whole emotion around it, I think some of the stuff, I think a lot of people wanted us to win uh, because of... um, uh, the Chelsea's involvement with the, the, uh, the Super League and, and things like this. And uh, so, I mean, people, like I say, people were texting me from all over the place saying, you know, that's, that's one of the best, if not the best FA Cup goal that they'd seen. So, uh, I mean, I had that in my own mind anyway. And then to hear that from uh, some of my mates from all over the place and, and fans of uh, all sorts
0: of different teams, uh, you know, I won't say it cements it, but uh, it's, it's got to be up there. It's got to be, isn't it? Even FA Cup goals, without even going to the final. You think of Ronnie Radford's, maybe Hereford's... Was it Hereford v Newcastle all those years ago? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, there's not many better than that hit. Uh, you know, Yuri Tillemans, We all know that I've defended him to the hilt on this show. We know that we've got an Aston Villa fan that is playing fishing and there is is he, he can't his he, he can't be that far off. Barry knows about football. He knows about. Good players, bad players. He he can't be that wrong about Tillyman's, can he? He is. He's making it up, Steve.
2: I don't know. I I don't know if he's just. I mean, I I guess Yuri's probably had half a dozen poor games for us this year, and I don't know if that's just the games that Barry's watched, and therefore he thinks that when he has the good one, that that's a that's unusual. When we know that's normal for for Yuri, and he deservedly got man of the match, didn't he? I mean. Somebody said, even if he hadn't scored, he would have got man of the match. He just he was controlling play. the midfield, wasn't he? Absolutely, yeah. And Wilf, him and Wilf together, uh, just when they're both playing half decent, they're probably the, the best pairing there, mm. with Wilf mopping everything up, intercepting, tackling. And Tielemans giving the running and the creativity uh, and the calmness. I think when they're on song, nobody's going to touch us. Is he
0: a future Leicester City captain, Tom? You at yeah,
3: I think so. Um, I mean, who else? Who else would come in? Do you think of a current squad? Well, it's, it's
0: leadership qualities, isn't it? So, Kasper Michael. I don't care what anyone says about goalkeepers being captains. I, I think he's a fantastic example. Of he's Leicester through and through, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah he yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's about what he sets off the pitch as well. What do you yeah. think, Glenn? Do you think your Termins could be Leicester captain one day? Uh, I. I think so. Yeah, I think, like you say, I, I, I
1: do, I do agree the fact that Casper has been a, a great captain, and the fact of him being a goalkeeper, I've got no problem with that. I mean, when you listen to the games here, uh, or the same you guys uh, back home, with the uh, if you choose to not uh, listen to the fake crowd noise that's uh, that was put on, which I'd prefer to do. All you can hear is Casper shouting uh, yeah. at the uh, the players and that, and um, and y- you know you need that um, him being with Yuri being in the centre of the park yeah probably more ideal uh, to have a captain in the centre of the park like that uh, but um, uh, but that, yeah and then you've got to do that uh, off the pitch uh, side of the uh, captaincy as well
3: mm-hmm. and
1: um, so yeah it, and I think that's something that you. Uh, we, we wouldn't really know what um you know what he's like in the uh in the changing room whether he has that commanding uh mm. sort of style or not you know we all know that casper uh, has that people talk about it fairly frequently you know uh, Vardy is, uh is is quite vocal I'm pretty sure uh, Johnny Evans uh, probably is as well uh but uh I mean he's young he'll grow into that and yeah I can see yeah. been a few I, I would of... have
2: said no mark before the cup final do you know would you because yeah because he always seems sulky and moody to me right. And what I saw in the cup final watching him live that I haven't seen on the TV in the last 12 months is how much talking and organising he did. Mm. You don't. It doesn't come across on the TV, but I was watching him and he was pointing where people should go. He was shouting at them. I, I, I never picked that up when I'm watching it on the TV. Yeah. So oh, you just see him, he's like sulking sometimes and like a bit of a... Mardy child at times if things don't go his way and he kind of slumps and you think. Bowls I, eyes I would have to said me. no, but I saw <laughs> him in the cup final. It, yeah. not only did he play so well, he was organizing everything and everything. Yeah. So I'd say it, yes on the he, basis.
0: He is so. part of Brendan's uh, he's got a leadership group, isn't he Brendan Rogers that he's got mm, yeah throughout the squad. He lets the players manage themselves to to a certain extent and I think a few people raised their eyebrows when this 21, 22 year old kid was brought and put straight into that, but you, you can certainly see why. You know, I, I don't think you can downplay his importance to, to this side as well. Uh, and he, hopefully, he'll be a Leicester City player for, for years to come. He's well, got Q- such a lot of experience, Mark. He's been playing regularly 16, since he was 16. yeah. It's he's
2: been crazy. in the Champions League yeah. since he was about 17. You know, yeah, he's got such a lot to bring, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, still time for us to almost lose it a couple of times, weren't there? Heart in the mouth moment. I thought, um, Mason Mount had hit the post though with, with that shot and it turned out it's probably one of the best saves that I've ever seen
2: Glenn. Oh I could I, I could see it was a save I said to said to your mom I said what a save I think that's probably the best FA Cup final save since the Montgomery double save for Sunderland oh when they beat yeah. Leeds right and 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 so pivotal in a way but it was just a, I mean Mount didn't do anything wrong the fact that Schmeichel got to it was amazing, but it was such a strong wrist mm. to push it wide from there. Amazing save. It was as good as a goal. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely yeah, as good was. as a
1: goal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to think that as a team, we had uh, arguably one of the best FA Cup final goals to then also <laughs> have one of the best FA Cup final saves. Yeah, in the same match, in the same team, it's amazing. Yeah. You deserve, you deserve to win, don't you? If you get
0: that in a game, do you, do you not? Without, think... without a doubt, without yeah. A doubt, yeah. If you, if those yeah. moments are created, um, I, like I said at the time, I thought it just came off the post, but he almost had this thou shall not pass about him, didn't he? Yeah. Kaspischuk, yeah. you mentioned his calmness and the way that he approached the game. Um, that that is what you need from a leader and a goalkeeper at in, in that stage, until the 89th minute, of course. And he was beat. <laughs> Steve, emotions at that stage, what, what was going through your oh, mind? Ben, oh, I just,
2: well. We were so close. We were so close. And just like our goal, you don't well, I actually did think, where the fuck is VAR when you need it, right? But I didn't see any reason for it. You know, there was no from watching it live, you can't, you know, there was nothing that you could see that there was a reason for it. And it and it was a long time, you know, chill what had slid off into the corner was celebrating. I thought that little twat didn't score. Did he? <laughs> he didn't score uh, yeah. Right, I was yeah. thinking, you know, surely it, it, was, was, it was a, a sionchu. But obviously he hit it against Morgan and it went in, and and, and you know, uh, Chilwell was there or thereabouts. I thought I can't believe it. We were so close, and yeah. now the momentum is going to be with them in in extra timer that's what I was thinking I did think where the hell is VAR when you need it and it was, then it it came was the headline the was disappearing that
1: headline was disappearing and being yeah. rewritten with Chilwell's name I was like no nah! yeah. my daughter sat next to me and she was on the phone and the thing is I was a little bit behind because what I'd done was I'd synced up uh Radio Leicester's commentary to the tv so I, I was doing a uh, pause in this and, and all that sort of thing so I was a little bit behind in that and my daughter sat here on the phone, and I saw as the attack was coming forward, she looked at her phone and went, oh, no, and showed my wife. And I'm like, you're kidding me. And then I got I got angry with her because I don't want her, any of these spoilers and all that. And then, of course, it comes in, and there's the girl. And I was like, I don't want to hear anything else I said to her. So that meant that she didn't tell me that B.A.R. was coming into it as well. <laughs> <laughs> so she kept her mouth shut then. But uh, so yeah, I mean, seeing, seeing him sliding towards the camera and all that, and he's just like, no, I don't want this They've rewritten like this.
0: What, what did you make to his comments then pre-match, then? Because, you know, there's not been a load of good feeling towards him as such. I, I think he's just one of these characters that some of the Leicester fans have just enjoyed to sort of get on his back since he's left. But he was he was a bit out of order when he, with all of his, that I've never ever wanted to win a match more than I have against these on uh, on Saturday.
1: Well, I think you go one of either way. You got uh, you can go the, the Kante route or the Chilwell route. You're either going to be, right, that's it. I just want to um, beat that team uh, no matter what. Or you get like the Kante who, you know, when he left, he was in there at the uh, the, the Champions League quarterfinal uh, game uh, supporting Leicester uh, and that. And, um, and then you won't find that many fans would um, uh, be slating Kante. Yeah. Uh, however, they, uh, they're always after uh, uh, Chilwell. And I saw something on, uh, online earlier on that was quite funny where a Chelsea fan was saying, I can't believe our Leicester fans are doing this and booing them and all that, and it's just wrong. And somebody, a Leicester fan underneath put, to be fair, we were booing him when he was playing for us as well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and
2: that's, that's where I have some sympathy with Chilwell, to be honest, because supposedly he was suffering from mental health issues and he did get a rough ride from a lot of the crowd, right? He, didn't, he wasn't playing great either, but he still was playing for England. You know, he still had potential and he did get a rough ride. So, to, And Kante never has, obviously. And he, you know, unlike Marez or whatever, and uh, Mahrez stayed with us for longer. I know he blotted his copybook with the way he left, but Kante was off in a shop, wasn't he? He got his trophy and he was gone. Mm. And everyone's, you know, always treated him as a legend. And, uh, you know, so I think there's a bit of, Hypocrisy, mixed standards, and that kind of stuff. You know, yeah, I me. think I, that, I
1: think our fans created that well response. Yeah, and saying uh, you know if if yeah. we weren't the way that we had been with him, uh, I, 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 it would be completely different. And of course, then uh, you know all it meant then was that we just wanted it even more. It wouldn't surprise yeah. me if that was shown to the, uh, the you know the Leicester players as well and said here. Yeah. Yeah, uh, let's get out there. Use that as the old adage of you know, pin it up in the uh,
0: dressing room. You can't do that with a yeah. video, but you know what I mean. Do, do you think they underestimated us? Then the you know, he, or he personally underestimated us that that might be able to fire us up even more, Steve. Instantly?
2: Yeah, and I thought Tuchel picked a, a really weird team. I know the Chelsea fans weren't happy with it, but I mean, why why wasn't Chilwell playing instead of Alonso? Alonso did nothing, did he? Uh, Mm. And then playing, you know, uh, an aging right back at the right midfield. And it was just a very defensive team. Mm. You know, I know Werner's got a lot of stick from the Chelsea fans for the game Mm. he had. But I mean, he's not played well all season, has he really? But, you know, no habits and things like that. I
0: think we were let off the hook. And then you take into that as well. This is a really small thing, but you you look at Brendan Rodgers in the way that he sets a standard for not just himself and the the squad, but the whole club. They didn't even turn up in suits, Tom, to the FA Cup final.
3: That's a a a That's
0: a cardinal sin. How can that happen?
3: Well, you know, unless you're going to stand there and dress them all, (laughs) there's not much (laughs) you can do about it, is there? But yeah, it's... uh it's a bit of a lack of respect there, isn't it, really?
0: I I found that, like, you know, I'm not particularly one that I I, I like to blow stuff out of proportion um, for the sakes of a bit of drama around football, but I found that really disrespectful yesterday um, to to the competition. Yeah. Well, Tuchel's
2: a tracksuit guy, isn't he, as well? And I just don't know if he'd... I don't know if he'd... Like, most managers would watch the FA Cup final from wherever they are in the world. You know, it, it had that thing about it. And it's like mm. Tuchel had got no understanding of the, of yeah. the legacy and the heritage of the FA Cup final, really,
3: because it surely like was said, his
2: decision. It wouldn't have been the players' decision, I bet.
3: Yeah, like we've said as well, though these these big teams that have been in it, you know, eight, eight times, it doesn't mean as much to them. No, and I know no. we've we've had people commenting on some of our Facebook posts saying, you know, McMillaner after Chelsea fan and wasn't fussed wasn't fussed by it, and yeah, it's. It's Strange, isn't it, what it means to different clubs? Yeah,
1: I think they've definitely been taking the FA Cup as uh, third uh, overall out of the fact of you know the FA Cup, uh, the top four, and then the and the Champions League final, and uh, and uh, you know the FA Cup was third ranking out of that uh, for them. You know, yeah.
0: All right, Glenn, we've not had you on this show before though, but if we'd have said to you six eight weeks, I know it's easy now to say it, you've had the FA Cup, the Europa League, or a top four. What would you have chose? FA Cup. Yeah, me too. All day and long. And that, I think, part of that is my age.
1: Uh, of that, uh, mm. how the FA—I was, I was explaining to my wife yesterday, and and saying to her that, um, uh, you know, back in the seventies and eighties and that you watched the FA Cup final no matter who you supported and whoever was in yeah. the final, and you started watching it from the morning when BBC was mm. on the on the team coaches and things like this. And yeah. I says, it, it has lost that a little bit, uh, but I've still got the love for that. And you know, we'd already won, we've won the uh, the fact of the the league, uh, you know, the League Cup. Uh, and all that, and it was like that one trophy that we hadn't got our hands on, and knowing that we'd lost the four previous, all that sort of thing. I said, you know, uh, I understand the. I think it was a head versus heart. Yes. You know, the mm. uh, the heart that is like, I want that FA Cup. The head would be, I want that top four uh, because of everything that it brings with it. If if we don't mm. get top four this year, then we might not sign A, B, and C. Yeah. Uh, and because they won't maybe be interested in coming to us if we're not in Champions League. So, and I get all that, and the money that comes with the Champions League, uh, and everything like that. But, uh, my, my heart would have won that, uh, that argument. And I, loads of people disagree with me, but um, it doesn't matter now, we won it. We're just no, going it doesn't. To be in
0: top four now. And the follow up question from that is then, what was your heart and head saying to you when that final whistle goes yesterday? <laughs> Again, my daughter took the
1: video of that, and I, uh, I was there trying to head and kick every last ball away from our goal. And then uh, and my arms just went up in the air. I then sank to my knees. And, uh, and I've got to be honest, I burst into tears. Yeah, And uh, it was uh, that emotional release of that, my God, we've finally done it. And yeah. I kept saying, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. We've actually won the FA Cup. It's Yeah, it was
0: a bit
1: of a release.
0: It was unreal, wasn't it, Steve? Uh, me, me and Tom, we had an emotional moment. That sounds not great, but <laughs> we, yeah, look, we, we were both emotional, weren't we? We were, we were, Steve, what was it like over where you are? How, how did you feel? I, I oh, it's
2: amazing. I, I, I was turning to your mum and said, "We've done it. We've won. We've won the FA Cup. We've won the FA Cup with a few expletives in between, you know, and, <laughs> and 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 my voice breaking up, you know, and around us, people were hugging and crying, and you know, just in front of us in the stands, and. It was just unbelievable. Uh, it, it was hard to think that we'd it, it started to sink in we'd actually won it and we were going to see the trophy be lifted. You know, it was kind of unbelievable. You
0: almost didn't let yourself believe that that was going to be the case until that point, did you, Tommy? I always no. felt like there was going to be something no. that was going to come and snatch <laughs> us away from us. So we that-
3: <laughs> very much used to that sort of thing happening, yeah. And, um, you know, when, when, they, well, when they put it in our net, it was like my heart stopped, to be honest. Um, it was just a complete... I felt dead. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but absolutely dead. And um, as you said, like, Chilwell's name actually flashed up as the goal scorer on the screen. Yeah. And it didn't even pop into my head that there'd be a VAR check or anything um, from our end. You'd, you wouldn't have thought there would have been. Um, but, yeah, we, we then celebrated uh that being disallowed as if it was another goal didn't we um, yeah that's... It's, like, it's like the whole crowd you know we're, we're all swinging our scarves around <laughs> and all sorts you know uh, the uh, staff
2: were cheering for us. I think they were all Tottenham or Arsenal fans or something. The <laughs> yeah, yeah. staff at the ground were cheering for <laughs> Leicester.
0: Apparently, there was some Chelsea fans in there yesterday, but I don't think I heard any. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure playing playing anywhere. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, don't, yeah. I think even for, from watching it on the TV as
1: well, I didn't for a second think that VAR was going to come into it uh, at mm-hmm. all. Until they showed a, a re, the freeze frame. Uh, of when the ball was crossed in, and then right. straight away the I was like, "He's offside! He's offside!" And I was listening to uh, the commentary, and Matt Pipe was like, "Nah, he's on, he's on." And I was convinced he was on. And of course, it, again, it's only
0: a, a, a small amount.
1: Yeah, uh, they had like- some
0: they had some uh, iconic commentary again yesterday. Those guys when Tilliman scored the goal, they're just screaming, yep. aren't they? Yeah. Uh, re- re- really good value it again. Um, but yeah, the celebrations kick in at that point and... Uh, we're getting ready to see the guys lift the trophy. It was just mad celebrations inside the ground. What yeah. was it like for you? What was it, what was the rest of your day looking like in Canada at that point? Did you write it off and think, right, time to get celebrating?
1: Yeah, well, you see, because I knew I was
0: going to be going live on YouTube uh, straight after,
1: I couldn't be. I wasn't going to be drinking too much during the day, but uh, to be honest, <laughs> I had more. I had more than what I usually would when I knew I was going live. Um, but uh, I, yeah, like I said, I felt fell to my knees, the tears, and all this. And, uh, and I spoke to Alex and said, you know, when are you going to do the, uh, the live show? He said, I said, don't do it until after the, the trophy live for Christ's sake, you know. And he said, no, no, I said, it'll be after that. So I was OK. And then, uh, and to be honest, I, I joined in on the, the, the live feed late. I was, uh, they'd already been 15 minutes in by the time I got to it. Because I was just sat here. I went upstairs. I got a bottle of, uh, a bottle of port that my sister gave me for my 50th birthday last year. And I said I was going to say, I mean, 50th was obviously a big deal. But I said I was going to save it for an occasion. That came out. Yeah. and uh and I pop that and I know my uh my kids my kids have, no, have never seen me drunk before because usually you know it's a nighttime thing they're in bed and all this sort of stuff you know and uh but yesterday they did and uh today my eldest she was at a football practice earlier on and she was telling her coach that he says yes yeah, says uh, dad was celebrating the uh what happened was he got a bottle of port he drank that and then he <laughs> uh, he fell asleep on he fell asleep on the settee <laughs> so
0: that was that's the rest of my day. They've allowed your daughter to come back to you, though, have they? They've right? <laughs> they've allowed her to come back to your house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. all right. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah,
1: they've not they've not I taken know. her away
0: now or anything. I didn't, I didn't know if there was a Canadian Esther Ransom, that was going to turn up. Okay, <laughs> Steve, you, you took some whiskey back with you last night. You t- to the hotel. Yeah,
2: well, of course, we spent about an hour in the car park oh, <laughs> with I your mum saying, "Why aren't we moving? Why aren't we moving?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we we. We uh, passed about six Paul Winson buses on the way, so we wondered which one you might be on. And, yeah, dropped, dropped your mom off with Jim's. Uh, we had a bit of a chat there, and I went back to the hotel. Um, all the TV was kind of finished, but there was uh, something on uh, iPlayer, uh, the highlights. So I cracked open uh, my uh, 15-year-old Beaumont and uh, had a few of those in a coffee cup there's no glasses anymore you know There was no bar open no restaurant open in the hotel so uh emptied all the coffee and milk out my coffee cup uh you know all the sachets <laughs> and everything and started glugging a load of Bowmore while i watched uh while i watched the actual highlights and then started answering all the messages i got so many messages from different people you know i've been working in ireland i've got quite a few from people have been working in Ireland saying congratulations. A couple of mates, Chelsea fans, and they sent their congratulations, said best team won and everything else. So I was up till after three o'clock, I think, just drinking whiskey yeah. and watching stuff and uh, watching whatever clips I could find and then answering posts and mails and texts and whatever. Yeah, it's great.
0: Wonderful to see Casper and Wes lift the trophy, isn't it? And, and parade yeah. that around the stadium. Felt unreal that Prince Prince William was there handing that out. And it, it was like 2016 all over again. Someone asked me the other day, uh, yesterday, sorry. Because um, I said, apart from my wedding day and the, the day my kids were born, and that was probably the best day of my life. And they said, oh, what about when you win the league? But you've got to understand when we won the league, we weren't playing. So yeah. it's it's a different experience, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. It was yeah. so special yeah.
2: yesterday, and um, to get given the FA Cup by a Villa fan made it extra special. didn't We we'll have to
0: thank <laughs> Baz for that. Shall we? Uh, shall we just let him know that that's as close as they've been to it for fifty odd years?
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was looking at their honours list uh, earlier. Jeez, they've not won anything for a while, have they now?
2: And you know, no. And you know, we're one of seven clubs to have won the Premier League title, the FA Cup, and the League Cup.
0: Yeah. I'm sure it's, it's more than six, that. If you go
2: back before Premier League, it I'm
0: was think six. That's just yeah. Premier League, yeah, but yeah, it was six. Now it's it, seven. Black, Blackburn are on there as well. They got missed. off. Tottenham of thing, aren't like, there. Barry. Oh,
2: okay. No, <laughs> yeah. Tottenham
0: aren't. <laughs> of course, Tottenham aren't. There. They're
2: only a big club if you go back sixty years when it comes to <laughs> So is, the, that, is
1: is that list any shorter if you add the uh, Charity Shield to that as well?
2: Oh no! Well, we'd be back there, were not we? Now, yeah, Man yeah, City, yeah.
0: That would be, be an interesting one in August, won't it? Yeah, yeah. just to cap, cap our day off, Yeah, I think there's a myth that the journey's back seem shorter if you win. Uh, we didn't feel like it last night, did it, Tom? I think we sat we sat in the coach park for about an hour and a half and uh, we eventually got back up the M1, headed on to Leicester. We're on Saffron Lane and I'm checking Uber. And uh, <laughs> I'm thinking, I said to Tom, look, it says we're going to have to wait half an hour for an Uber. Shall I, shall I just order one now? So we order it and then it comes up like it's going to be there in four minutes. And then we're stuck in dead, deadlock traffic on the Elston Road. And uh, I'm there going to Tommy's, he's, he's arrived. And he could say, I sent him a message, I have nothing back. So I rang him. And this guy was furious when he just put the phone down on me. He's like, I ain't waiting. Absolute for
3: you. shambles. Yeah. So we had to,
0: we, we had to order another Uber. And we, what did we he
3: say? I've, I've been sat there for eight minutes. I'm eight not minutes. waiting another five. See you later. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Absolute nightmare, so we didn't get back until probably about half past 12 ish to, to your house last night, but we had a, a yeah. drink to toast the, the lads there as well, didn't we? We
3: it, had a little bit more as well, yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, this show is all about the FA Cup. Does it... Now we've won that, are you as concerned about getting the top four, Tom?
3: Am I concerned about it?
0: <laughs> are you as concerned? Are you as bothered
3: about it? Um... Well, it's, it's a funny one because you know weeks and weeks and weeks ago on the show i you you've often asked the question a would you take the fa cup or or top 4 and i was constantly saying i'll take top 4 but then the closer we've come to that to the final match and you're thinking god this this actually might be our chance and you know <sighs> we we don't get many chances like that do we to to get some silverware in the cupboard so um yeah so my my opinion of it's changed a little bit but um i think we'll still get top 4 yeah i think, me too. I think that's that's really going to spur us on now and um yeah yeah spurs at home last last game of the season I, th- I think that's a three-pointer,
0: especially with it with a the crowd there. Just yeah. to go back to to that point you made earlier, uh, and glad about the difference between being in the top four and not might be the players that we can we can attract because we've shown we can compete for silverware now as well. That's going to allow us to attract players as well, isn't
1: it? I, I was thinking that earlier today, actually. As the fact of what if we? I think it was just after uh, the uh, the Liverpool result uh, earlier on, and and I was like, oh, what if we didn't make it? You know, I'm. I'm <sighs> I'm usually an optimistic person, apart from when it comes to Leicester City. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> but, uh, and I was like, what if, what if we don't? And I was like, but you know what? We've won a trophy and players can see that. They can see that we're there or thereabouts uh, with uh, Champions League, you know, top four, uh, and we've just won the FA Cup. So that's going to uh, at least entice a certain uh, calibre of player. I do, I do think that we need that top four to be able to then kick on uh, again, to be able to uh, attract those real bigger names, you know, we're we're never going to be in the same uh, um, same area as your, you know, your Man United, your Man Cities, and and stuff like that for spending. Um, but uh, but it, it's certainly going to help us you know being in that uh, Champions League uh, position. So I I can see us. Um, I don't want it to go down to the last day against Spurs um, because I've been I've been tweeting so much stuff about them being Spursy and stuff like that. I I really. Do not want that to come back and bite me in the ass. Yeah. Uh, but um uh I uh I really don't mind if the fact that it's uh if it's done in the way that uh you know Liverpool screw up, so uh we we get it that way. But um it, it, it's gonna be difficult on Tuesday against Chelsea again, you know, when uh that they want that, that you know, they they need that uh top four. Um, because they're, they're top, uh, you know, being a top six club, one of the big six, sorry, and uh, um, and I think they're gonna like the wounded animal thing. I think they're gonna be coming out all guns blazing on Tuesday, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's it's going to be a difficult one. I'd take a point
0: now. Yeah, that's for sure. Of course, sure. if we win, it's all over, isn't it, Steve? For, for T4. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, and then uh, Chelsea will probably need to win the Champions League to to yeah. get into the Champions League at that point. Um, But we could do it. I think it's going to be tough. I mean, Chelsea are going to want momentum going into the Champions League final as well. They're not going to want to go into the Champions League final having lost a few games. So um, it'll be a very tough game. But there's something, there's some resilience, there's some determination in the squad. Um, uh, And I think we could probably do it. Yeah. And, and like Glenn, I would take a draw, but a win would be fantastic because you know no one wants to go into the last game needing a result, no. especially after last year.
0: You know, Steve. If uh, if you could just before we finish off, if you could give a message to Brandon Rogers about what yesterday means to you, what would you say to him?
2: Um, I would say you you've made a kid's dream come true—a dream that that. Um, and I'm sure many kids dreams come true a dream I never thought I thought it would just be a dream I didn't think it would be a reality that's why I keep having to check I just want to go back and watch it again after this podcast (laughs) you know um, more than winning the league or anything else the FA Cup like I'm even older than Glenn you know it's such a special thing in English football Um, the special company it was a special thing in world football wasn't it everyone around the world watched the FA Cup final so for me, that was the one, even bigger than the league. And to be there as well was just awesome. So, um,
0: yeah, well, thank you, because well, great, you've made dreams message. come true. I've got to apologize there, Glenn, for the intonation of I'm even older than Glenn. He's our guest, Steve. You can't go saying things like that. Tom, yeah. uh, just before we leave for you, what's your score prediction for Leicester versus Chelsea? Are we going to do them over on oh, Tuesday? Good
3: God, are we, are we doing this? Gonna be, <laughs> I, I, I'm only going to put you on the spot with it. Oh, wow. Um, you know what? I've not even had time to think about this. Not at all. Like, my, after yesterday, my brain was comp- completely fried.
0: Are we going to um, win? Then? I'll leave it simply for you.
3: <laughs> are we going to win? Yeah. I think with them being fired up and wanting to go for it, it might actually give us a greater chance of winning.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And Glenn, final word to you this evening. Uh, Leicester fan for all these years, you've seen them win the League One title, the Championship the FA Cup, the League Cup, and the Premier League. What else can they give you in your lifetime? Now, is that it, or can we be even greedier and expect a European title, maybe? Well,
1: gee, everybody would love that. I think, like you say, uh, like Steve said about the fact of that. Um, from a kid, the FA Cup was the the one that you really wanted. It was that dream sort of thing. And then, and I did say before yesterday's game, I said, "All I want is for Leicester City to make me cry." And they did that to me yesterday. <laughs> I don't, it. I, I think even, you know, the, Yeah, Champions League and the money and, and all that sort of thing, uh, I, I can't see it. But then again, I could never see us winning the league either. And yeah. look how that happened. So I don't think we'll ever be at that level with the, the, the amount of money that it takes to be able to get to that next step. But uh, I, I'm, I'm completely happy with where we are now. Like you say, seeing us do League One, Championship, league cup fa cup and the league yeah it's amazing
2: what a football club eh yeah, yeah. and when you see that photo of top hugging the cup yeah oh. like, he's, like he's he's hugging it for his dad he's saying we've got we've done this for your dad yeah. you know it was and just... that's it we
1: we've got that over any other club Are, the, are, are totally the best owners ever
0: yeah yeah absolutely yeah. And we've not, I need to apologize. The time's gone so fast, we've not even mentioned them. And we, we absolutely should have done really because they, they've been the people that have led us to this. I remember I was at work um, in 2013, maybe 2014, just as we were getting promoted, 2013. And there was an article of of Vishai saying, Look, we're going to get into the top five and it's going to take us five years. It's going to cost me 150 million quid. And everyone laughed. They're not laughing now, are they, gents? Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, it's like I said, I mean, who else
1: would have taken the owner onto the pitch like they did yesterday yeah. and bring him over and say, there you go, Top, you need to raise that cup up as well. Of course, he he stood there with the cup and he, has, he, he raised it up and then pointed to the sky yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the picture of him hogging it. That's, you know, you're going about iconic moments. For me, that's going to be one of them as well. Yeah. Just as much as the goal and save and all that. Yeah.
2: You know what? Uh, Why why are we everyone's favourite second club right now? It's not to do with being Leicester. It's because of Kumbic and Kuntop. Yeah, absolutely. And the whole European Super League thing and them showing the way about how to connect a football club back to the fans, back to the community and everything else and and for it to be a true family. Yeah. Everyone's really jealous of what they've done, and they've yeah. done it. Yeah.
0: Do you always remember, Tom, that the uh, when we won the league at Ever- the Everton game, there was a fella walking around with a banner that said "A trophy earned, not bought."
3: Yeah, that's kind of stuck with us, hasn't it? And it's, it's so true.
0: Never truer is it? Never truer.
3: No, and and as we've said, you know, I've I've been having Forest fans comment on photos from the last day, just saying, "Really glad that you guys have done this," and. Who'd have thought that,
0: eh? Yeah, especially from our part of uh, Leicestershire.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: So, guys, I, I think that's about all we've got time for this evening. Glenn, I'd like to thank you so much for, for coming to join us. Hopefully, I'll see you again soon on Beyond the 90 uh, on, on one of the shows on there. I hope you've enjoyed coming on and speaking to us on hopefully what is going to be one of our mo- more momentous shows.
1: Uh, uh, thanks for having me on. It's been great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah i glad, gladly uh, see, see you around the circuit anytime.
0: Yeah, smash him. Uh, and next time you get over to a game, of course, uh, you need to hit us up for a beer. Without a doubt. No yeah, problem. nice one. Yeah, Tom, Steve, we are the FA Cup champions. Of oh <laughs> that's amazing. Just and hearing it. Hearing it. And, we, you know, that's never going to be taken away from us. So from everyone out, it's 11, it's heaven for Jamie Vardy. Have a fantastic week. Thank you and goodbye. Takes a couple of steps towards the rest of his teammates. Looks at the trophy and along with Wes Morgan lifts the FA Cup high into the Wembley Air. Leicester City are FA
2: Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty